been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 489 of the Recruiting Future podcast and the last show of 2022. Anyone who's listened to the show, read any of my writing or seen me present this year will know that I firmly believe that technology-driven personalization is the forthcoming megatrend in talent acquisition. Earlier in the year, it was a pleasure to speak about personalization at the Association of Talent Acquisition Professionals Global TA Day Conference. ATAP recorded the session and I wanted to share it with you to wrap up Recruiting Future for 2022. So please listen on and find out more about how you can achieve automated human-centric recruiting in 2023. Cool. So I'm going to talk um, for the next half an hour or so about personalization and why it is the mega trend in talent acquisition. So I'm sure that many of you, like me, have received a message like this. So this is a genuine LinkedIn message that I got uh, a, a few months ago. Um, hey, insert name, would you be open to connecting? I would love to have you as part of my network, and I'm confident we can benefit from one another. Talk soon. Signed by that person. Now, this 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 message really got me thinking. It got me thinking about three things. First of all, unfortunately, for for, for many people, for for many candidates, this is the current state of personalization in talent acquisition. This is this is this is as good. This is as good as it gets. But if we dig deeper into this message, there are actually two things going on um, that are both mistakes in personalization. The obvious one is that hey insert name. Now, that's a technical error. That's uh, some software that's gone wrong or something that someone's um, configured in the wrong way. But actually, I was much more interested in the message itself because the message tells me nothing. It doesn't tell me why they want to connect with me. Um, there's nothing personal about it at all. So um, I actually read past the hey first name because I thought, you know what, this kind of thing happens. But then the rest of the message, there was nothing in it for me. And unfortunately, in many cases, that's where we are with personalization at the moment. So to introduce myself, I'm Matt Alder. I am the host and the producer of the Recruiting Future podcast. Uh, Recruiting Future publishes two episodes a week, and I interview practitioners and thought leaders about what's going on in the world of talent acquisition all over the world. Um, I'm also the author of two books, Exceptional Talent and Digital Talent. And for the last sort of year or so, I've been doing a very deep dive into personalization in talent acquisition to see what the issues are, to see what the benchmarks are, to see what people um <clears throat> to see what people are doing, to see what the case studies are, and to see what's going on. And really, over the next um, 25 minutes, I want to talk you through the why, the how, and the when in terms of personalization. And that's really what this session is going to be about. Before we do that, a little bit of context. So despite my youthful looks, 
Um, I've actually been in this industry a really long time. I started. I stopped counting after twenty years because um, that seemed like the right. That seemed like the right thing to do. Um, but over that last twenty years, we've seen some real shifts, technology-driven shifts in talent acquisition. So, um, back in the the late nineties, early two thousands, we moved. We all moved online. Uh, those of us who were working in talent acquisition at the time. Um, then, sort of about ten, five, ten years after that, um, ten years after that, we got into this connected space with social media. Mobile mobile internet, cloud computing. And then sort of most recently, I think we've been moving to what I would call intelligent recruiting. So artificial intelligence, data science, automation, um, and a real focus on a real focus on experience. And that's kind of where we are at the moment. And I'm sure that um, many of the, the presentations and discussions today will be about some of those topics. But I think we're also we're now moving into this personalized age of recruitment driven by technology, driven by things like RPA, robotic process automation, driven by data, and driven by behavioral science. I'm going to talk about that um, in a second. But really, I want to kind of tee up this formula in terms of, you know, where my thinking is on this. And I think where lots of people's thinking is on this in terms of, well, what is personalization and what do we get from it? So basically, the, the formula for me is automation plus experience. So Lots of talk about automation um, in recruiting over the last few years and lots of interesting things happening. Interesting things happening with conversational AI and process automation and self-scheduling and all these, all these, all these kind of things. If you add a high quality experience to that automation, that's where you get personalization. Now, why should we care? Why should we care about this? The reason that we should care is that the practical output is automated human-centric recruitment. And who doesn't want that? So let's start with the why. Well, why is this important? So basically, for everyone who's existing in the world at the moment, you'll have noticed that personalization is everywhere. Countless organizations and companies are turning our personal data, are taking our data and turning it into a personalized experience. So um, here's Spotify Unwrapped. It's not my Spotify Unwrapped. Um, I don't think Taylor Swift came came top of my particular list, um, although I do quite like Wolf Alice. Um, basically, um, you know, our data is being used to give us these kind of personalized experiences to say, you know what, this is what you've, this is what you've listened to. This is what we'd like to recommend to you. You know, when you're buying things online um it's personalizing that experience to you um personalization is absolutely everywhere and it's incredibly important from a marketing perspective so just some just some quick some quick very recent stats for you 80 percent of consumers are more likely to make a purchase when brands offer personalized experiences 92 percent of marketers say customers and prospects expect a personalized experience and that's gone up from 85 percent just a few years ago. And this one I think is really interesting because I think this really resonates with recruiting. 67% of consumers think it's important for brands to automatically adjust content based on current context. When brands don't adjust accordingly, 42% of consumers will get annoyed that the content isn't personalized. So a bit more about that. Um, um, a bit more about that later. Um, and so how does this, how does this kind of really fit in with, um, where we are with recruiting? In the last two books that I've, that I've written, co-authored with my good friend Mervyn Dinan, um, we looked at the, we looked at the sense of the digital talent journey that people, that people go on. And actually the employee experience and the candidate experience are joined up 
from the perspective of the person who's experiencing them. And I think really as an industry, that's what we kind of need to think about in terms of how we move people through the talent lifecycle and the experience that they have. Now, if we're doing that at any kind of scale, it's going to involve automation. And if you add a quality experience to that automation, that's when you get, um, you know, these amazing benefits of personalization. And the benefits I think are absolutely massive and speak to a lot of the strategic aims that the, the, the people that, that you that you listening will have experience it improves the candidate experience it improves the recruiter experience it improves the hiring manager experience it improves the speed and quality of talent acquisition it also improves the efficiency and over time it uses less resource um obviously you know these these things take time and resource to set up but once they're once they're running and optimizing and, and moving forwards it's efficient and it saves resource and who doesn't want to be more efficient and save resource during the times that we're living through at the moment so that's the why a quick message from our sponsor winolo hi everyone i want to tell you about winolo that's w-o-n-o-l-o Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. Winolo enables businesses to find quality workers for on-demand, seasonal, short-term and long-term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers fast and get work done even faster. With flexible workers and no platform fees, you can save on operating costs, meet demand and maximise earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over a hundred markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, New York, and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. Go to www.winolo.com slash pod. That's www.wonolo.com slash pod and take the stress out of finding workers let's talk about the how now i've only got 20 minutes left um and i could talk about this for hours so um this this really is an overview there may be areas that you you know you want to hear about in more detail um you know you can reach out to me there's lots on the podcast and i'll give you some um some sort of pointers in terms of um you know where you can go with this next but let's just look at the overview of the how so what can you personalize in talent acquisition, you can, and these are things that are already happening. There's already technology and there are already employers who are doing a lot to personalize these particular experiences and processes within talent acquisition, recruitment, marketing, careers, websites, assessment, and onboarding. Now, I'm sure many of you who are watching and listening will, will think of more or subsets of these where, where, where personalization is becoming a factor, but but these are the kind of the the ones where I'm seeing lots of um, interesting activity taking place, and really this comes down to a split between robots, technology, humans, people like you, uh, talent acquisition professionals, and really personalization works when these two factors work together. So from the robot technology side. That's what runs the process. That's what throws off the data. And also that's what provides the communication infrastructure for personalization. Now, unfortunately, when we talk about personalization or even automation, 
that's where the conversation tends to stop. We don't talk about the human element. We might have a big argument about whether robots can replace recruiters and all those kind of things, but we don't talk about how they work together or what the human element is. Now, the human element of personalization is absolutely critical. It's the relationship building and it's the empathetic communication. Now, those of you who are recruiters, you do this every day. You do this every day with the, the candidates that you're that you're working with. And as an industry, we are brilliant at doing this on a one-to-one or one-to-few basis. What we're not so good at doing is doing this on a one-to-many basis. And it's interesting about, I'm going to talk, uh, I'm going to dig into empathetic communication as the kind of the focus of the next 10 minutes or so. But relationship building is interesting because it's like, well, how do you build relationships at scale? And that's why we have something called employer branding, you know, because branding is all about building relationships, um, relationships at scale. So you can see all of these things come into personalization, um, you know, and it's kind of really interesting how sort of multifaceted it is if you're going to deliver, um, you know, a strategy around personalization for your, for your organization. I promise we dig a little bit deeper into empathetic communication. And there's two aspects that I just want to touch on as part of this. The first one is behavioral science. And the second one, the related one is storytelling. Back to this, back to the message from the beginning. Um, as I said, the, the main thing that's wrong with this message is the, the lack of empathy, the, the, the fact I don't care about it. Um, and just the fact it doesn't, it doesn't speak to me in any, in any kind of, in any kind of way. And yes, it's an extreme example, but I'm sure that, uh, you know, many organizations will send, um, you know, communication out as part of their recruitment process or a part of their sourcing process or their recruitment marketing process that, that equally isn't empathetic, doesn't create an emotional connection um and and doesn't feel you know doesn't feel personalized so you know how could we you know how could we change that i'm very very interested in behavioral science and it's something that again i've been sort of looking at for for a number of years now and it really is the study of human behavior why do we do the things that we do it's becoming a bigger thread in marketing by the day. So marketers wanting to understand, um, you know, human behavior so they can sell people more things, um, you know, but in TA, we need to understand human behavior so we can convince people to, to join, to join and stay and perform our organizations. And behavioral science is the science that explains this. And to give you a quick example of it, behavioral science, it's the Uber map. So, you know, here, here we go. Here, you're, 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 you open the app, you're looking for a car. There are lots of little cars around you. Now, experience will tell us that actually none of these cars are going to come and pick us up. But the fact that I can look at the map and there's cars surrounding me is comforting. It's going to make me want to. It, it makes me think, do you know what? There's availability. I am going to um, I'm going to carry on with my I'm going to carry on with my booking. Um, and, you know, that's behavioral science in a nutshell. It's not necessarily data driven or particularly, um, you know, logically accurate, but it's that thing that's prompting um, a reaction for me because I feel the comfort that, um, you know, if I order a car, um, one of these that's just a couple of streets away is going to turn up and pick me up. Now, 
if you want to know more about behavioral science, I can't possibly sort of go into it in, 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 in five minutes. I would thoroughly recommend this episode of the podcast. So it's episode 375. Um, you can find the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you're not an avid podcast listener, um, there's a website, recruitingfuture.com. And if you just put the episode numbers of the episodes that I quote into the search engine, it will bring up, it will bring up this episode. So this is an interview that I did with last year with uh, Rory Sutherland, who is the vice president of the uh, marketing agency Ogilvy. He's also one of the world's leading experts on behavioral science in business. And I spoke to him for about half an hour um, and he came up with so many interesting thoughts and ideas around behavioral science and talent and all these kind of things. So I think it's perhaps a new discipline for this industry, but it's something that we need to learn about because it's all about that sort of power of persuasion and that power of personalization. And interestingly, this is a, a study that Ogilvy did looking at affinity at scale. It's a, it's a slightly, um, slightly sort of obtuse diagram. Um, but basically, their strategy is to look at personalization via data. So, okay, we know uh, we have people's data. We know what they do. We have their buying behavior. We know what they listen to on Spotify. Um, we can create affinity and personalization using that data. But actually, we need human insights as well. The data doesn't tell us everything or the data could give us a very um, false impression about something, about someone. We need to know how they behave and what they, you know, what they really do and how they respond. And that's where behavioral science comes in. So well worth checking out. The second aspect that I want to look into of this empathetic communication is storytelling. Now, it's been an absolute delight to see over the last couple of years that storytelling has become such a big topic within um, the employer brand and recruitment marketing world. And that's, um, you know, that's absolutely brilliant because I think if you go back three or four years, that, that absolutely wasn't the case at all. What I think we need to think about in terms of our storytelling is actually what's the strategy and what's the structure that fits behind it. It's all very well telling stories, but why are we telling them? How are we telling them? And are we telling them, telling them in a way that's going to give us the outcomes that we, um, the outcomes that we need through this, this, this empathetic communication? My favorite quote on storytelling comes from, um, a, a journalist and sort of storytelling strategist, um, uh, Shane Snow, who he's actually been on the podcast three times because I, I love his work so much. Um, and he, he specializes in storytelling for business. And his quote is that great stories build relationships and they make people care. Um, and again, it's back to that building relationships at scale. How do you do that through automation? Well, you tell great stories that make people care about your organization and the role that you're, um, that you're talking about. Now, um, what Shane does, which is brilliant, is he actually breaks down storytelling into kind of four sort of key areas so um you know th these are the the areas to look for in business storytelling so you know relatability D is the story recognizable does it does it gather easy empathy is it something you look at and go yeah no i i can understand that novelty something not seen before we are bombarded with messages <laughs> and information um and actually novelty is the thing that makes makes your story stand out it's like do you know what you know i've looked at the rec the recruitment websites for 10 different tech companies today but actually there's something in this story on this website that's so new it's going to capture my attention and i'm going to pay attention to the rest of it fluency 
easy for the audience to understand. You know, we can't, we need to speak in the language of our audience. We don't need to speak in internal jargon, um, you know, or phrases that very few people understand. We need to, we need to talk in the tone and the, 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 the vocabulary of the audience that we're, that we're, that we're trying to talk to. And then finally, tension, the gap between what is and what could be. And, you know, anyone who's watching a box set on Netflix or anything understands tension. It's what tension is what makes you tune in to the next episode or, um, makes you not press the stop button and you end up sitting there all night. Watching, uh, <laughs> watching a box set. I'm sure, I'm sure we've all done it. That's that's tension. That's dramatic tension, and that's a key part of storytelling and something that you can think of in a um, in a business perspective. Again, if you want to know, um, you know, if you want to hear more on this, I did a recent interview with Shane about um, storytelling, and you can. That's episode 438, so you can um, find that and listen to it. So finally, when. Well, when are we going to do this? Well, to, to me, this is this is this is critically important, and it's it's not easy, and it's something that um, you know pretty much you need to dive into. You need to dive into straight away if you're not looking at personalization as part of your um, as part of your strategy. You really need to because your competitors are, and that's how they're getting or they will get um, competitive advantage when it comes to, when it comes to talent. So, you know, my advice is to, is to literally kind of dive, dive right in and uh, dive right in and do this. Um, so just some resources that might help and some, some case studies. So um, earlier this year, I did um, sort of produce some just produce some really interesting content with um with paradox um about conversational ai um and i spoke to i think across these two episodes of the podcast there's about eight interviews um with practitioners using various types of automation and personalization and talking about the kind of the real world ta problems that, that it's solving so um if you want to actually listen to uh case studies of of people putting personalization into practice and interestingly they're all very different because they all have very different um you know challenges and they're they're looking at very very different things i'd really recommend um you know listening to these two episodes so just to recap personalization it's automated human-centric recruitment and who doesn't want that my thanks to everyone at atap you can check out their website and become a member by going to www.atapglobal.org and a huge thank you to you for supporting the podcast this year it's been amazing to see the listener numbers keep growing, hear your feedback, work with some brilliant sponsors and interview some of the most fascinating people in our industry. If you're interested in working with me in 2023, either by partnering with the podcast or engaging me as a speaker, please get in touch via matt at metashift.co.uk. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the monthly newsletter Recruiting Future Feast and get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next year and I hope you'll join me.
is my show. 